And we're back with another episode of the VBFA Leadership Podcast, episode number two. My name is Colby Scott, and I am joined uh, by the youth pastor, Pastor Cody Dunn, and by the boss man himself, Pastor Gary Grisham. That's right. We're so excited to be here. Uh, first of all, if you missed the first episode, you need to pause this video yeah, right go back now, and, watch and it. you got to go back and watch it, because you missed out on some great content. Yeah. I know... I learned a lot. I've known Pastor Gary for 22 years, and I learned a lot. Uh, Pastor Cody's yeah. known him for a long time. We learned some stuff, so you definitely got to go back and watch it because you're yeah. going to miss out on some great, great content. So, um, But in the first episode, we talked a lot about um, uh, your life growing up and not really getting into a whole lot of ministry stuff. We talked about some Maranatha stuff and how you first started out, but now we want to transition into um, probably one of the biggest parts of your life, and that is your ministry here at Van Buren First Assembly. So you came to First Assembly of God in 1980, and what exactly did you come here to do? I came as youth pastor. Youth pastor. pastor Johnson had asked me if I would be interested in coming to be youth pastor at Van Buren First. Awesome. Had you ever been a youth pastor before? I mean, <laughs> Well, I've been a... Uh, what you call a CA president, maybe? Ooh, what they okay. used to call it. Right. Cri- it way Cri- back here. We are Christ ambassador. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we had to sing that song every time we had service. Oh, no. <laughs> I make fun of that song. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I came to be youth pastor. Okay. So did, you know, whenever you were in high school and, and junior high, you were obviously going to that church in Silsby that we talked about last mm-hmm. episode. Did you help out in their youth group or anything like that? I, so you were CA president. I mean, what what kind of roles were was a CA president? Well, you just handled the the services for the youth. Okay. I mean, it's not like uh, it wasn't an f- official youth pastor, but just a CA president. Okay, Christ okay. ambassadors. Huh, very interesting. <laughs> You're going. You weren't back. voted on, were you, as president? <laughs> no. Yeah, a runoff. A rigged election. Oh, you were appointed. <laughs> okay. Huh. So what was it like being a youth pastor in the 80s? Well, we're throwing it way back right here, okay? Well, the first, I, I will tell you, the, the first uh, day I arrived in Van Buren to be youth pastor, I had the privilege of meeting a Mark Jones and a Matt Jones. They oh, were my. twin brothers, you know, yeah. Matt and oh, Mark. Yeah. And uh, so I knew, uh, I just really got close to these two guys because as big as they were, <laughs> they could protect me. <laughs> So, yes, uh, yes I, I knew that, hey, I'm going to be all right because these two can help me sure. and, uh, and, and, you know, protect me, it's especially Mark, because he really kind of, you know, he's kind of the, you know, he, he said he was the tougher of the two. Okay, so, okay. Twins. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, was, it, was, it was awesome. I think I had maybe 12 young people the very first service, wow. Wow. you know, 12, uh, but they were probably the strongest 12 in the, in the, youth that I've ever met because mm, wow. they were uh, they were serious about their relationship awesome. with the Lord. It was really quite interesting. So, I mean, you and Brother Johnson both came there in 1980. The church was running a couple hundred people, I guess. I, I think the first Sunday I was there, it was around 250 to okay. s- something like that. So, and I that mean, was, this was really a prime moment yeah. in Van Buren. I mean, this was... You know, this was before we moved up uh, top of 59 and all this kind of stuff. We're yes. back at mm-hmm. 17th and Baldwin. 17th and Baldwin. Uh, that's, that church is not that big. So <laughs> yeah. squeezing 250 in there, that's that's a big deal. So there was a lot of excitement at the time, right? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Because I actually uh, lived 
across the street, the fellowship hall. I huh. lived in the apartment oh, for the first scary. little bit that's above the, the <laughs> kitchen area of the church. Yes, it was scary. But <laughs> I, I think I've mentioned to you before, the very first night I spent the night in that building, uh, I was excited because I had a man got a kitchen and a living room and a, and a, and a, a room to, for a bedroom. And uh, so I went to sleep. I was so tired and excited about what was going on. And about two or three in the morning, I actually thought the world was coming to an end huh. because uh, I didn't realize that a train comes through there in the middle of the night and the whole place was shaking. I thought, the Lord's brought me here to kill me. <laughs> so, so that was my first introduction to nighttime in Van Buren, oh, Arkansas. That's great. That's great. That's I mean, funny. you had some solid people. You, like you said, you had some great people that they still go to this church this day, you know, to this day. Yes. And uh, so that's a lot of years, a lot of memories. Uh, I'm sure you could tell some um, pretty embarrassing stories <laughs> about many of them, and we won't we won't do that to them yeah. today. Or anything, <laughs> I, I've kept records. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have. You actually head. have yeah. kept <laughs> records. Um, moving all your boxes out of the church has been. Me and Colby, uh, we nearly broke our back ha- yes. helping you move your stuff out and of your office. And we're not done yet. So. Right. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you've brought into my office before. You're low-key a hoarder, for sure. But <laughs> you've brought into my office, you know, like Valentine's Day things from back in the 80s of, yes. you know, mm-hmm. certain certain guys that, you know, just had to marry certain people. And <laughs> and they wound up marrying them, too. Uh, yes, yeah. they did. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then don't, don't you still have like your first check when you came here or something like that? Your first I, pay actually, stub? Actually, I have the first check and the, the note that I was coming when I was at Southwestern. I was coming through the lobby and uh, a young man that was doing the desk there said, there's a note for you on the board. Huh. And so I went to get the board and it was uh, Brother Johnson had called and said, please call me at this number. And I was wondering, well, he's the decap of Arkansas. What's he want with, with yeah. me? And so I called him, and he said, I'd like to, I'd like to meet with you. And mm. that's what started. But, yes, the, the guys, uh, you know, there was uh, uh, Matt and Mark, I guess, were the first two. But there was a lot of, you know, Denise Bankston and, yeah. and just I, – I can't name them because I don't want to not name them if they, if they were so important because they were. Uh, but the, a lot of the kids, we just really got – close sure and then we got busy trying to build the church sure yeah absolutely. and going into that we're i've been on staff here what three going on four years maybe and i mean it's been non-stop busy i mean we've been busy you know and if <laughs> if your first few years was anything like mine i imagine you were really busy too right yeah you're really busy so how how do you stay so busy and keep up with all that and not not get burned out because a lot of people struggle with getting burned out but you've been here for 40 years probably some of the busiest times of your life yeah. but you're still here and you're still you know just as strong and and committed as ever so how do you what's one way that people um can stay that busy and stay that committed to god but not really get burned out well i, I think first of all it's a lot of prayer and the word mm-hmm. um i <coughs> love the word of god so it's uh I have just a I'm not, but daily routine. I, I read the Word of God every day. I try to, you know, every day. And I try to learn from everything that I read and, and pray, that's mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I think it was a challenge to, to keep me going because I wanted to see lives change. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, lives not just change, but 
strengthened to yeah. to follow their ministry and and with that being said i've got a list of people that is in this it's in i think it's at 61 now that since i've come not because of me but i'm just saying but since i came in december in 1980 i've kept a record of every person from out of our church and our youth group that is in the ministry or pastoring wow, somewhere wow. today missionaries pastors pastors wives sure. and there's over 60 names that wow. are that have that I can I've, I've written down because of people that and I think that's what I I, I look back and I think Lord thank you for helping us yeah. to stay focused on yeah. on ministry right. that uh, it changed their lives hopefully yeah. to the point that now they're out in their own ministry yeah. so that's all across awesome. the state well I mean it's it, you it's you modeled what Jesus did and you you discipled these people you poured you poured yourself into them and you know I know that Colby and myself both can say that you know we wouldn't be on staff today if it wasn't for you and your ministry into our lives and and that same thing goes for all these people that are on that list and um, that's incredible to say mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that can't say that yeah and um, that's a that's a true legacy you know because long after you retire I mean, there's still going to be people, you know, carrying on, you know, hey, this is what Pastor Gary did for me, yeah. you know, and that, that's an awesome thing to be able to say. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, you know, so obviously you weren't always a youth pastor. You know, you dealt with the the um, sometimes drama of being a youth pastor, people dating and breaking up, and I'm sure y'all TP'd some houses and some different things like that, but um, what you transitioned to music at some point, right? You weren't always youth pastor. No, uh, well, I was youth pastor while I was doing the music. Too, oh wow, okay. Uh, but the 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 thing about it was is that uh, the when I was youth pastoring, you know, I, I look back and I, I think some sometimes, you know, because I I wasn't uh, raised as the uh, what you want to had all the great things about. <laughs> dating and marriage and things <laughs> like that but uh I, I learned through time but uh it was just it was very it was very I was very proud of those that got involved in ministry because when I was youth pastor then we started super church hmm. you know on Saturday and I think that's when a lot of those people that are in ministry today really got connected into hmm. ministry because that I think it was a changing point for our church oh, I bet. to be honest well I'm you know you you came you were like 24 years old when when you came on staff right yes, it was yes. something like that that's that's how old i was whenever i got hired and <clears throat> colby he, he was a little younger than that i was, he was 19 he was 19 years old i'm thankful for for our church and the board the our our pastors that have had a vision and have allowed the next generation to step up because i mean like you said i mean 24 years old you know maybe you don't have all all of it together quite <laughs> yet you know you don't have all the answers i'm sure mistakes were made at times in ministry and all that kind of stuff but you figured it out as you went and uh and the lord blessed you for it too so. well it, it was quite interesting because remember you have to remember i came i was single and uh -oh. it, it was <laughs> i was single so uh, ready to mingle this it was great you know especially when you started talking to the boys about about dating and oh, all yeah. this stuff and you know we weren't allowed to date within the the group at southwestern and and uh so i just mainly focused on ministry and I said, Lord, you can work that out later on, whatever. Yeah. And so, uh, but I, I, it was a challenge to tell them about dating, and I wasn't <laughs> dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
but it was fun too because oh there's a phone ringing but that's okay (laughs) duty calls so so you wound up you wound up um, meeting sister tammy at some point right i mean was that at camp or a revival i just hung up on her so Uh oh Oh. (laughs) if that tells you anything Uh, but (laughs) yes that's where i first met tammy okay that's great. That was when I first met Tammy. That's great. She Actually, the uh, the first time I saw her was when we uh, went to camp, took okay. the kids to camp. I would I would not go to camp to stay, yeah. but I would took the kids to youth camp, and uh, I noticed her. So then I asked Brother hmm. Johnson who she was, and then uh, that's what led to. Oh yeah, we know how those things work. <laughs> we know how it goes. <laughs> that's awesome. So. Um, so when when you transitioned from youth to music, or you were doing both at the same time, I, I've seen your calendar before. You you still have your calendars from back then, right? Well, of course. And so <laughs> course. it's like a Brett Kavanaugh thing. You've literally got what you did at what time and everything. Uh, it's incredible. But I mean, on the calendars, you you were doing something every single night. You I, you have you have listed down, and I'm like, I don't understand. And back to Colby's question of just being so busy without burnout. I just, I, I don't even see how you guys physically did it all the time. You were always doing something. Well, I mean, I love being busy. Yeah. You know, uh, I like, you know, we had, you know, we had the, the youth were always doing something. Yeah. You know, we would have fifth quarters and we would go, always go to the away games. We took a bus to the away games. Okay. Uh, we were always doing something. We'd always went out Sunday night after church mm-hmm. and I'd, and we would spend hours taking them home. Yeah. You know, so because uh, we all we would say parents will bring them home. So we would get them get them home. So by the time we went and had our fun, come back to church, we'd load mm. in the vans, take them home. Yeah. So uh, but thank the Lord I had people help me to take them home. But yeah. uh, it was it was just a busy place. Mm. It was a busy. I kept them busy. Yeah. Do you uh, do you have any advice before we move on to, uh, to the music side of things? Do you have any advice for potential youth pastors that might be watching um or something like that on on just uh helping teenagers or helping them navigate life um and especially in 2020 now do you see similarities between 1980 and 2020 and kids today um do you have any advice for for ones that might be watching and trying to figure out like man how how do i make it happen how how do i um how do i lead these kids now well, I, I think really the biggest the biggest thing that I tried to do was not uh, don't don't misunderstand what I'm about to say not to get a, into their lifestyle but but just build a relationship with them, yeah. you know to let them trust that they can open up to me. Yeah. Because uh, you know I've been told a lot of things you know that might be heartbreaking, but uh, it's in here. Yeah. It's not going to leave. For, uh, the whole time I've been, you know, you dealt with some issues and, and they would come and say, Brother Gary, can I talk to you? And, and I listened. I said, just tell me what it is. And you never, I never judged them. I said, well, here's what the Lord can do for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, there's things that I've been told. I'm not saying this, but I'm told by uh, youth, youth people when I was first youth pastor that I'll, I'll probably take to my grave sure. that nobody else will ever know. Sure. But now I see them doing things for God and living for the Lord and serving the Lord, not just in the ministry, but in their families today. So I think building a relationship is very important, especially before you can really get into the spiritual side of it. Just be a friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. great. Just be a friend. Yeah. 
Well, so on the music side of things, you're doing youth on on uh, Sunday nights. You guys had youth or we Sunday afternoon. Christ or ambassadors. Christ ambassadors. Yeah. Sorry, six o'clock <laughs> on Sunday nights. Six o'clock Sunday nights. So y'all didn't have Wednesday night service then. For well, we had Wednesday night service, but it wasn't. But it wasn't youth service. Wasn't no. youth service. It was just, just everybody was service. together. Right. Okay. okay. So you're you're leading. Uh, I'm guessing there was. Um, you you guys you were doing hymnals or at one point you were you were the choir director right you you led the choir songs well when I first came we were we were singing choruses in youth and things like that and uh, uh, it eventually uh, Pastor Johnson kind of led and said hey I want you to start leading uh, in the services and I uh, I wasn't didn't come to be music pastor so yeah. uh, you know uh, I just fulfilled what he asked and then that started and here we went. So cool. I was doing youth pastor and Annette at the same okay. time. Okay. Were and you then super church too. Were you ever like just the music pastor or I mean you've always had multiple positions, right? Yes. That's that's pretty Different awesome. Things. That yeah. that definitely keeps you busy. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> it did. But it was um, fun. Yeah. Was I bet. Fun. So you um back to kind of the music stuff, um, you've actually wrote a couple songs, haven't you? A few. A few. Yes. yes. How, Johnny Minnick has helped me write some, but I mean we, I've wrote some a lot of choruses, but a few songs. Yeah. yeah. What? Me and Cody aren't necessarily, you know, your picture perfect musicians or singers right. or anything. I mean, we're good, we're, but we don't want to show not, off. Yeah, we much, don't really want to so. show off, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, maybe speaking to um, some. I mean, you just spoke to some of the youth uh, youth leaders. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people who are interested in music still, obviously. Um, what? Um, for some th- some of those who might want to write their own songs or want to lead music, I mean, or lead a choir or, or a worship team, I mean, what what would you say to, to somebody who's who's looking to to write a song or to or to lead a choir or to lead a, a worship team um, in this day and age? Well, I think you've just got to be aware of the times that you're in, and uh, you know, when in in the early '80s when I I started doing the the music, the choir, um, it was. You know that I, I kind of would listen to the styles of music. Now I remember, <laughs> you know, through all this that I was, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, we need to step up a little more yeah. than what we're doing. And I remember <laughs> the very first time I ever taught the choir, right on King Jesus. It's a it's a black spiritual, but uh, <laughs> I tell you, once we did, now we probably had some that probably were thinking that. This is crazy. About passed you know, out. Huh? About, about <laughs> passed out, I'm sure. But, uh, but then I, I think what happened was that the Spirit of God really, and, you know, uh, captured that service the night that we sang that song, Right mm-hmm. on King Jesus, and we probably sang that song a hundred, I don't know, I want to say a hundred thousand, but a thousand times at least, and it would bless people all the time. So I, I think I, I tried to go with what was happening at that time, yep. the type of music, and I, I tried to transition from from just, you know, and, and I love Southern gospel, but it, I, we had to transform a little bit to attract different kinds of people. Sure. Yeah. And so uh, we would, we've done, uh, you know, I, I, I remember the first time we ever did a, a cantata, you know, uh, an actual musical cantata. I was a nervous wreck, <laughs> but, uh, but it went it went pretty good. So then uh, Pastor Johnson would say, we need to do that all the time. We need huh. to do an Easter one and a Christmas one and, and things like that. So we did. And uh, so music, I think we have to go with the times. You have to uh, be relevant to people that you're trying to reach, you know. And I think uh, th- at that time we were getting 
uh, a lot of new people coming into the church that I think it was it was a a, a blessing and people were drawn by that so I think you just have to kind of feel the times and what's going on and and be relevant. You know, don't you don't have to be off the wall and things like this, but you can be relevant to what's going yeah. on because you this is a new generation. Yeah. Well, I think part of it too is probably being in tune with the spirit, you in, know, and absolutely. this might this might be something that I, I don't know if you even have an answer to, but you know, one one thing that I've always wondered uh, in watching you uh, worship and lead worship and services is is how in tune you are with the Holy Spirit to know in an altar service, you know, when to switch gears and when not to switch gears or when to stop singing or when to not stop singing, you know, for the benefit of those that are worshiping because worship, you know, if they stop, at, you know, during a uh, during an altar service or you play the wrong song, man, it instantly changes the mood. So my question would be, and I don't even know if you have an answer for it, is how do you stay so in tune and yet be so aware of the service at the same time? Well, that's, you know, a lot of prayer, too, because, I, I you know, I pray. When, when I was mu music pastor, especially for the services, I, I'd pray to say, Lord, what, what do you want us to do? How, yeah. What's the leading of the of the spirit of what we're going to do but you also have to be ready for a, a slight change of service you know the service is going a whole different direction and as, as people are really getting into worship well you don't want to get up there and sing a slow <laughs> worshipful right. choir song right. so I we'd change it you have to be in tune and that's what thankful for the musicians we've had across the years yeah. that's been incredible yeah. that they're willing to change and go a different directions at that time yeah. you know I think it's just important that uh, a music pastor just be sensitive to the people uh, sensitive to the spirit of what's happening and uh, always watch your pastor yeah. because uh, keep an eye on him because the thing about it is he may want you to do it uh, go a different direction sure you know so I, w I would watch you know and 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 just kind of feel the services going on and and uh, at, you know you if it's if it's happening you let it go yeah. you know and if it's not happening then you just need to be sensitive to the spirit to that's know right. when to stop and and uh go a different direction hmm. that's, well that's awesome advice is. that's I mean that's golden for yeah, anybody who wants is. to to uh to be in a position like like he's in um someday um not to you know keep changing the subject but in this episode we're talking about all the different uh, yeah. positions that you've that you've been in and one of the other big ones that you were part of was super church yeah. Um, would you like to tell us about Super Church? Because a lot of people might not know what Super Church even is. Would you? Well, we w we were uh, we had uh, Bill Wilson was a um, you know from uh, he's at Metro Assembly in New York City. He's he's the greatest uh, bus ministry person sure. in the world, oh, and yeah. he really had an influence. I we had heard about him, so I we watched him and 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 learned about him, and uh, so Pastor Johnson. What would thought? Well, hey, let's try to uh, to do something on Sundays. Hmm. Well, it, Sunday mornings it really didn't kind of move as what we thought it would do because there's a lot of you know, all the churches are open and sure. and you and you. Uh, so we thought, well, this is like a struggle. So we moved. We said, well, why don't we just do like he does and do a Saturday, hmm. you know? So 
uh, we moved it to Saturday, and we'd have breakfast that, which was really good because you know the yes. cooks. Oh were yes, great I remember breakfast. that. I mean, come on, Vera and Lucille. Well, whatever. Chocolate gravy and all <laughs> they that. They always You're took right. care of us, and all the other ladies that that cooked. But we came uh, at eight o'clock in the morning to uh, uh, have breakfast, and then we I think we had maybe three routes at that time, hmm. and the, the three people that were running the route would go visit that morning and come back at noon, and then we would leave out at one to go pick them up mm. to bring them back to church, and we'd have an afternoon service. Well, little did we know, I mean, we were excited about it, but little did we know that it caught fire. Wow. And and really, the Lord began to bless it, and we would, you know, we, we were having 100 kids, and at that time was was, wow. was awesome. We yeah, were yeah. just like excited. And uh, so then we expanded routes, and because we, we had, uh, I think, two routes in Van Buren, uh, three routes in Van Buren. So we moved into Fort Smith and uh, we had to get another bus. Hmm. So uh, we expanded it and expanded it. And, and over the years, it just grew and grew. And we'd, we'd come in the morning, have breakfast, uh, go visit that morning, then come back to the church, leave it at one to go pick up the kids and yeah. bring them back for. We started, I think, at 2.30 hmm. in the afternoon. And uh, so we did that for years, and it began to just explode to where um, I, I've got a picture, wish I'd had it with me, of the, at the church in 17th and Baldwin where the entire sanctuary mm. was, and then the, what little balcony we had, there's a picture of kids everywhere. everywhere huh? we, wow. we, awesome. uh, and then we did a fourth, of, we started doing the holidays, fourth of July fireworks displays, mm-hmm. and it, I think one Fourth of July we had over two thousand people there because oh of the we actually ran twenty at one time twenty one buses wow with a bus all and so you, you think about that <laughs> with twenty one buses that's twenty one bus drivers yeah wow okay that's twenty one people right there then the each bus had uh, three to four workers wow every bus that's and crazy. then uh, the cooks that come and prepared meals and then cool, we served Kool Aid. At, you know, the ladies, there'd be cups and cups and cups of Kool-Aid. It's just, I, I look back and I think, how in the world did we yeah. do this? For years. But it, was, yeah. it was by the grace of Almighty God. But I tell you, I think it transformed our church oh, yeah. to the point that we saw. Because I look back, and I've even done this here lately, I, I know of just a few people I'll, I'll mention, but uh, the Northside High School basketball player, Eric Burnett, is a head coach at Northside, yeah. and he's got a beautiful family, and we picked him up on a bus. That's wow. awesome. And I'm proud of him, but uh, yeah. I could go on and on and on sure. of people that's even in the ministry today and doing the yeah. same thing somewhere else that, uh, that started bus ministry. So the Lord really blessed us that's in incredible. that. And I think we actually did that, that service, and then it even got bigger, so we had to do Saturday morning services and Sunday and Saturday afternoon services. Wow. So we'd have one at 10 and one at one. Mm. And so we'd move certain routes to the morning, certain routes to the night, I mean, to the afternoon. And um, so it was quite interesting, but it was also really a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. So that, so Saturday was y'all's 
a kids church day. You didn't have a kids service on Sunday. Yes, they had. A, they, we had a kids church oh, on Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, that was mainly for maybe the people that bring their kids to church on Sunday morning. And then we did run. We only ran about maybe one or two buses on Sunday morning because that there was the kids that came on Sunday morning. They would not come on Saturday, but they would come on Sunday. Yeah. So it was kind of you know we just kind of double did it. That's awesome. Well, Actually, as a um, as a I'm current kids kids pastor, and I remember when I first started, you had all of those those Bill Wilson uh cur- train depot curriculum yeah. books. I mean, yes. That's something that I, I've even used. You know, even now, you know however many years later, you know, <laughs> and we're still using the same stuff. So that's really awesome yes. to see that all kind of come full, full circle. And, you know, I don't know. I just think that's really cool. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, a lot of the old photos that we've shown or, or that we're going to show, show that, you know, terrible Mickey Mouse costumes <laughs> and Pac-Man and a big bear and all kinds of stuff like that. And I love seeing the similarities kids just love that kind of stuff and you know colby uses all these great costumes and stuff in the same way in kids ministry today you guys just really created a, a celebration a party atmosphere for these kids to come and didn't you guys like have chickens or something didn't y'all like buy chickens for the kids or something one year we went the little oh, chickens just yeah. the little chickens yeah <laughs> <laughs> we did we gave everybody one wow that's incredible i don't know what happened to them once they got off the bus but i do know that we did <laughs> and you you had ladies that would come up and just make peanut butter sandwiches or something like that right they would first come to make breakfast for the workers yeah we had a full breakfast for the workers and then they would stay and prepare kool-aid yeah. for all the kids that uh would, would come and uh, i especially we actually uh a few years later after we really started super church we added another holiday to it when july 4th we did a fireworks display mm. we i remember the first one we did we ran every bus and it was full Wow. We had it at the Crawford County Speedway, yeah. and uh, they would shoot off fireworks, and, and that was quite interesting trying to get everybody home at, yeah. at night. Yeah. <laughs> at a, you know, the bus oh, breaks yeah. down, boy, you just <laughs> yeah. better, you better hurry. Oh, I know. I remember. That was, Many um, times. you know, Super Church for me was my first taste of ministry. We In junior high, we got points in our junior high ministry to come and serve on Saturdays. And so to come, and I was just a, a helper, and most of the kids on my bus made fun of me for just being a helper. <laughs> um, but, you know, eventually I became a, a bus captain, and and uh, there were just some really special memories. We'd all go home or out on Saturdays afterwards. You're there eight to five at least. And uh, it just still blows my mind that, that – um, that the amount of people that were willing to come every Saturday and serve literally all day all long day. and go home exhausted, and yet they did it for years and years and years. And I, I think that says a lot about you as a leader, but it says a lot about our church too and the heart of our church to to reach the mini- uh, reach the community. And um, you know, Jesus said it best. Uh, you know, f- you know, if you love me, feed my sheep. And you guys were doing that spiritually and physically for them. So I think that's a lot, mm-hmm. um, a lot to say about that time. And there, there's some really special memories. Well, the, the, the greatest thing about it was it could not be possible, like you said, without the workers. Yeah. I mean, it was just really tremendous to see, you know, uh, kids at 13 and 14 wanting to be a part of the bus ministry yeah. to, to go and help, yeah. you know, and then they eventually grew into bus captains. And, yeah. and uh, but it was, very hard and very difficult there was a lot of tough days sure but 
I, I'm, I look back and see all the people, you know, that list I was telling you about people that's in the ministry today, how they used to drive a bus mm -hmm. or they were a bus captain yeah. or they were something in that. And now they're doing the same thing. Yeah, that's and really that, neat. And I mean, you said, did you say 21 buses? At one time, yes. 20, so, I mean, you got a driver and you said three to four workers per bus and then cooks, cooks. all the extra help. I mean, you're talking a couple hundred volunteers Absolutely. each Saturday. Every Saturday. That's Absolutely. that's insane to think about. How uh, So, when did... When did Super Church start, and like what? And what year did it? Did you finally end it? I think we uh, we did it for twenty one years. Wow. And I, I think our actual first Saturday service was sometime in nineteen eighty one or eighty two. So pretty soon after you got here. Yes, yes, because okay. uh, you know Bill Wilson had just uh, been. He was very popular at that time about ministering to kids, and and we just kind of, and that's the curriculum we used was from Bill Wilson, mm -hmm. and uh, so we really got connected to him, and he gave us the, I guess the vision, and then and he came and he actually came one weekend and spent mm -hmm. the day with us, and and gave us some more pointers to what we could do to even make it better, that's and cool, I, yeah. what I loved about it. So that's cool. It's yeah. great. So you know we've talked about youth, we've talked about music we talked about super church and in a kids ministry you know what what all other positions have you done here at the church we joked about it in the promo about you being in charge of the wns <laughs> <laughs> but, well uh, i might not have been in charge of the wns but i went to every wm it's great food taste better. tester That's yeah exactly great food <laughs> that's funny so you know now you're in charge of trailblazers um, which you do a great job with, and and all the people that are in Trailblazers love you. But um, do you ha do you have a favorite position that you've been in oh. since you've been here at the church? Is that like choosing a favorite kid? Yeah, that's like choosing a favorite kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just look back and I've got great memories of everything that I've done. You know that that the Lord's allowed me to do. Uh, I, I I really. Uh, I struggle with that question yeah. because it's it's all exciting, yeah. you know. Because I see the results of some people that that uh, in youth that now have you know that are great workers in the kingdom today, and then I've seen kids that we picked up that are doing great and wherever they, you know, and they may not be coming to our church, but I see them, you know, doing good in the community, and yeah. and I'm proud of them and. And I think about, man, I used to pick that kid up, yeah, that's you know, or, you know, somebody used to pick that kid up. And uh, so it's I think it's just a blessing to know that I think we took it. We took advantage of the time because yeah. that, that was it was a, a time and era that that uh, the Lord really kept us through that time. Yeah, it's and not it's, something you could do today. It is. I think it would be very challenging yeah. today. Yeah. You know, I know churches have them, uh, but I think with the times that we're living in, which is really sad that uh but uh you know I, I look back and say how the lord really really kept us and blessed us through yeah, that time absolutely. you've uh you've been like, i mean like we've said you've been in pretty much every position and correct me if i'm wrong but one position that you haven't been is a lead pastor of a church is that correct yes you, you've never been so why why have you not chosen to go down that route or have you ever thought about being a lead pastor well let me uh, let me try to answer that question. Um, I, when, when, when I first got into the ministry and uh, with Maranatha and, uh, and, and really would travel to church to church and, and I knew the challenges that we're, we're facing back then, but now you know, we're facing today. Uh, I found a book 
that while I was here that uh, we did a, a I've done a series of lessons on it I really think that changed my life and it's called God's armor bearer and I feel and, and it just really connected to me because um, oh yeah you always dream to be in a lead pastor somewhere you always you want you know you're probably thinking about the same thing but the the thing that I I saw that n was needed I don't want to say that I'm the only one that saw it, but uh, what I saw was needed was was armor bearers. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just really told me that I felt through prayer and, 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 and seeking the Lord, oh, yeah, you always dream about going somewhere and, and, uh, and doing ministry you know, in your own way and all this stuff. But, but when it got down to business and I prayed and the Lord just really, really uh, challenged me just to be an armor bearer. Mm -hmm. I want to support the leadership and, and be like someone to lift up those hands maybe when they get weary. You know, I have had the, um, the honor To serve, um, excuse me. You're right. <clears throat> to have served two great men of God. Yeah. You know, Brother Johnson took a chance on this Texan, and um, but I learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I saw his. To be honest, I saw his struggles at time, the pain he was facing because of situations that every pastor goes through. Um, but he also taught me something that just to um, that ministered to me just to keep going mm. just to keep going and that's when that uh, that armor bearer situation came to me I just I want to lift somebody's hand yeah. and and say hey let's keep fighting uh, but the Lord has, has given me an opportunity Whew. <coughs> to serve two great people that I have learned so much from. Uh, you know, and I've, I've been, I've seen a lot of tough times, but I also know that the Lord has really just told me, you just do what I want you to do. Yeah. And this, you know, this church has been so... <coughs> so good to me and yes when <coughs> Pastor Johnson passed away I wondered what was going to happen but the Lord reminded me you just stay an armor bearer yeah. and you just stay put because yeah. I prayed about that <coughs> because I knew this was going to be a challenge but uh you, you don't know how many times I've, I've sat in, <coughs> in my office and and just pray, Lord, you got to get us through this difficult time, but I know you've got somebody that's going to come in here and take it forward, because Brother Johnson had finished his race. 
and he finished good. But the thing about it is, the Lord blessed us, and I knew that, you know, when a pa new pastor comes in, that he has the, the, the choice and the right, every pastor does, to bring his own people in. And I knew that, thinking that, and I said, but Lord, I just want to be a servant, whatever your will is. And I said, I'm just going to keep serving what you tell me to do. And thank the Lord that the Lord sent us, Pastor Britt, because I tell you, <clears throat> I've told him, I've told him time and time again, and maybe gets tired of hearing it, but uh, I said, you're the, you're the only one that could have come in here and taken this church and taken it to the level it's at today because God had you ordained for this place. And I knew that. Yeah. And I felt it the very first time I heard him preach. The very first time I said, Lord, I'm praying, okay, this guy's it. I, just, I feel it. But I, I knew that the church had to decide that. And I'm so thankful that they did yes. because he's, he's seen me through some life-changing events <coughs> since uh, he came. He has been <coughs> so supportive. And the Lord reminded me, you be an armor-bearer. <coughs> and I... <coughs> Through the, excuse me, through the things that's happened in my life, I, I'm so thankful that, that he took a chance on me. And I love this church so much. Well, and, and this church loves you, and you've, you've done an incredible job of, of honoring both our pastors you've done an incredible job of being uh you're you're an armor bearer in the flesh there, there's no doubt about it there's um you know pastor said it a million times of of there's not a, a more loyal person than than gary grisham and and that is that is so true even to this day and uh and you've modeled one thing that i love about you um that that I've tried to model my life after you is is the encourager that you are, and I think that's part of being an armor bearer is being an encourager. Um, you know, even at times when uh, when the crowd was low or the service didn't go good, I, you know, we still hear you saying, you know, what a wonderful crowd it was, and how great service was, and how great pastor preached, and um, that's just what you are. You're an encourager. You're you're somebody that looks. Um, for the best in people that sees the best in people and uh, everybody needs a person like that in their life and and every pastor needs a support system an associate pastor like that that will pick them up on a Monday when they they had a rough night or you know somebody got after them after service or they didn't feel like um, their sermon really landed where they wanted it to you know to have somebody like a brother Gary come in on a Monday morning and just lift your spirits and give you a hug and tell you that it's going to be okay that that's the kind of person that that makes you want to you know get back in the saddle and do it again and say all right you know it's not the worst it's ever been and uh, you're you're an encourager you're you're a reminder uh, i think a lot of times of why people you know 
why people got in the ministry or why people continue to get up and put their pants on and, and live for Lord uh, for the Lord each and every single day. So um, and, we and love you for it. Yeah, and he's not just the thing that I think is really awesome is that you're not just that way with your lead pastor, but you're like that with every staff member. Every I mean, there's been times when I've been down, and you know, and I know there's been times when you've been down, yeah. and it just takes a little encouragement from you, and it, and it lifts our spirits. And, and you're not just like that with staff. Every person who walks through those doors on a Sunday, you're the first one to, well, I mean, now with COVID, we probably don't give them a hug, but you were the first one to go, no matter how dirty they looked, no matter what type of clothes they were wearing, right. you were always the first one to go give them a hug, give them a high five. It's great to see you this morning. You look, yeah. you look beautiful this morning. And that's something that like, I've like, I, you know, I want to be that type of guy, you know, yeah. I want to be the type of guy that makes everyone feel so good. And to, you know, like you said, be an encourager. And so I think it's really that I think that's probably the best part is that you're the same way with every single person. You know, yeah. you're you're not just that way with your with your boss, but you're like that with the employees that work under you. You know, even with some of these daycare workers that we have now, I mean, you're the same way with them. Yeah. And so I think that 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 that's an awesome thing, and that's something that you know me and and anybody who wants to you know to grow up to be like you one day, that that's something that they've got to understand. You know, yeah. and, and it's a great quality to have, and I know I'm very thankful for it. It is. We love you, and uh, I think this is a maybe a perfect place to kind of wrap this episode up. Um, uh, it's uh, it's always a joy just to even have a conversation with you. So we appreciate you sitting down with us, and um, thank you so much at home for watching. I hope that you were encouraged. Hope that you learned something. Uh, if you're in the ministry or want to be in the ministry, or or you're just a follower of Christ, I think we can all. Um, we can all look to Brother Gary as a great example of somebody that we can be like one day. So yeah. um, thanks for being here with us, and uh, we'll catch you in episode number three. <laughs>